I got into a spirited discussion with Jim Ryan and he said, look, he said, when you set out to make your employees prosperous, he said, six benefits accrue to you that other companies don't get. And I said, well, what are they? And they're in the book, but I'm going to list them now. Episode 210, why great leaders work to make their employees wealthy. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers with more than 2.1 million listens and downloads and growing every week. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today bestselling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, great to be with you today. Uh, Dale, it is, uh, it's like being on vacation, uh, to be with you today. More, more, more than, you know, uh, last week I was traveling. It was a great workout, but I'll tell you what, and I'm sure everybody's had one of these weeks where it's just been like pushing everything uphill the entire way and all the forces have been aligned against me, but you would say, that's a first world problem, Mr. Jennings. So to pull the curtain back just a little bit, it's always, it's fun because as we open up, we use this program called Zoom to record these conversations. You're in California, I'm in Idaho and um, balancing time zones and everything else. But we always spend like the first five to 10 minutes just catching up what's happened in your life, what's happened in my life. And um, you mentioned that you, somebody tried to scam you this week. Uh-huh. uh-huh. But you were not going to tell me about it in the pre-conversation. You wanted to save that story for I, the podcast. I, 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 I do. And I was also telling you uh, off air that in our household, responsibilities are divided. And one of the things that I'm responsible for are carpenters and electricians and plumbers and glass people and carpet cleaning and uh, cable people. And uh, because I travel so much, all of that stuff kind of gets jammed into one week when I'm off the road. And this week was such a busy week for me. And I had all of these interruptions and all these people around. And I kept just saying to myself, Dale would say, it's a first world problem. There's a lot of people without tile, without carpet, without televisions, without showers. So be happy that you're able to get all of this stuff done. So I, I silently invoked your name in a prayer many times this week. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then on top of that, you've been forwarding me emails from the number of people who are interested in the Jason Jennings Certification Summit, and that's coming up soon. So for the listeners who are just tuning in for the first time, Jason had a conversation with Marshall Goldsmith that really lit further on fire, something that's been brewing for the last couple of years, and that's what to do with all of the information that's in the books, that's in Jason's head, and how to give it away and pass it on. And, uh, You've got an update for us. Well, I do. Uh, so first of all, uh, yeah, you and I have talked, we, we've circled around this uh, probably for a couple of years. Uh, but uh, about 10 months ago, I was in Bogota, Colombia doing a speech. And uh, Daniel Sarmiento, uh, who's a young guy with PWC in Bogota, wanted to have a conversation with me. And, and, and his question was, uh, when you either slow down or when you stop or when you leave the world, and I interrupted him and said, do you know something I don't know? Uh, he said, no, but he said, would, it would be a tragedy to lose this vast amount of knowledge. Don't you somehow feel a responsibility to pass it on? And I said, I do. 
Um, and ever since that conversation with Daniel Sarmiento, I, I've been thinking about what form that would take. And you and I have talked about it a couple of times as well. And then in July, uh, when I was at the first ever gathering of the world's top 30 global leadership gurus, uh, I learned that Dr. Marshall Goldsmith, uh, my friend, had made a conscious decision. Uh, he's older than I am, but he made a conscious decision to he's going to continue to speak and write books, but uh, to give all of his knowledge away, to transfer all the knowledge to the next generation. And so as at that conference, I made a commitment to him and to my fellow global gurus that I would be doing the same. So uh, so we've talked about it, I think, on three podcasts so far. And we're asking people, if you want to be part of this, what it's going to be is it's going to be a three-day conference. During this three-day intense conference, uh, I'm going to transfer all the knowledge. I, I have to be careful of how, how I say this because it, it might come out the wrong way. But uh, sat down several weeks ago. And I tried to tally uh, what audio tape programs, that's a long time ago, videotape training programs, online training programs, uh, books, speeches, the, the revenue they've generated. And as near as I can tell, they've generated about $100 million uh, in, in revenue over the years. But more importantly, they've influenced the lives of millions of people uh, around the world. And I think that that's the opportunity or some of the opportunity that exists for everybody who wants to be a recipient of all the knowledge, everything, I mean, behind the curtain, uh, how everything happened, all the conclusions, all the discoveries, uh, all the podcasts, all, all, all the books. So it's going to be uh, a very intensive three-day certification program. At the end of three days, people will be able to operate uh, in my name as, as being Jason Jennings certified. Um, so it's, now we know this. It's going to be March 2020. So it's about six months away. Uh, right now, we are looking at suburban San Francisco. Uh, and my little village is called Tiburon, uh, T-I-B-U-R-O-N. It's on the San Francisco Bay. It's a beautiful little community. There's a lovely hotel and conference center here, and uh, I think it's much more reasonable than being in San Francisco itself. And so so we now know when it's going to be March two, uh, 2020 or 2020. It's going to be in Tiburon. We are hearing from loads of people uh, who are indicating an interest. You're not signing up for it. What you're doing is indicating an interest. It's going to be free of charge. Uh, there, you got you got to get yourself here and pay your hotel, uh, but that's the extent of it. There's there's no fee. I, I'm not looking for anything. This is truly the labor of love. What excited me is this week I heard from several women who are interested in attending. And I, I was really hoping that would happen. So I encourage women who, who want to become just incredible leaders uh, to indicate interest. Um, we're going to start getting back to everybody who indicates interest uh, with regular updates every week to two weeks. Uh, we uh, are still accepting emails of interest. This is going to be self-selection. Uh, if you want to be there, you will be there. Uh, if you are called to be there, there is a reason for you to be there. And we're not going to say you're not qualified or we're going to pick you, but we're not going to pick you. Uh, so I would urge people to get on the list. The other determination is that starting in about a month, we'll put together uh, a, a kind of a preparatory guide of things that you should be doing to get 
ready for the conference in 2020. I mean, you should be reading this book chapter. You should be reading this. You should be doing this. You should be doing that um, because I you can't come uh, unless you prepare. There, there, there's no cost, but there's a fee, and the fee is that you've got to be ready. So uh, I'm just excited. We have not even done an email blast yet. I have not blogged about it yet. It's not on the website yet, but lots and lots of interest. Well, that's very cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, just just to double check selfishly, I'm on the list, right? Uh, you're on the list. You're on the okay. list. You're on the list. <laughs> okay. You're on the list. I promise I've listened to all 210 <laughs> podcasts. <laughs> yes, you have. Big time. Big time. So do you want to hear so, uh, so do you want to hear about the scam? I do want to hear about the scam. Okay. All right. And I'll, I'll try to do this very quickly. So on uh, Wednesday morning at like uh, six o'clock in the morning, and don't worry, I'm up every day at 4.30 or five, the phone rings and it's my speaking manager, Andrea Temmel. And she's saying, okay, where are you? Are you in the kitchen? Are you in the family room? Are you in the greenhouse? Where are you? I've got something for you. And I said, yeah, what is it? And I mean, we never talked before eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning. And she said, okay, you're not going to believe this, but I've checked it out. It is real. She said, I received uh, a letter of interest for you to speak at an event in Abu Dhabi on November 5th. She said, you are free that day. And not only that, they are not only going to bring you in, but you could bring five people with you. I'm going. I've already decided I'm going to get highlights in my hair, something I've never done. I've never, she's a very enthusiastic woman, but I've never heard her. And I said, Andrew, it's got to be, a, it's got to be a scam. It's not a scam. I've checked out the charitable trust. I've checked out the emails. I've checked out the website. This is totally legitimate. And she said, they're prepared to pay you all of your travel expenses, $75,000. And I said, Andrea, it's got to be a scam. And she said, it is not. I'm telling you, it's not a scam. I've checked it out every which way there is. Well, and so I immediately uh, started Googling scams Abu Dhabi with the name of the charitable trust, with the name of this sheik and that sheik. I couldn't find anything. I, I couldn't find anything bad. And uh, they kept coming back to her wanting to put together the contract. And uh, then all of a sudden something interesting uh, happened, which was uh, one of the clauses in the contract was, that they would like me to donate $100,000 uh, to this charitable trust that works on behalf of children, uh, but it would be reimbursed with the fee uh, by the sheik who is the head of this charity. And I started, I, I started thinking there's something really fishy here. Anyway, uh, uh, do, do you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mad, uh, is it Dog the Bounty Hunter? Oh, yep. Well, he got scammed. And a lot of television personalities have been scammed. And the, uh, it was, in, listen, everything was so legitimate, you can't believe it. You just can't believe it. Um, but finally, last night, the whole deal started unraveling. And a lot of people, uh, celebrities, have been scammed and have sent money. And so what they will do is they'll wire your fee, seventy or $80,000, into your account. And then you wire the $100,000 contribution, which is going to be refunded to you. But then the next day, the wire is revoked. So you're out the contribution you've made plus the money that you thought was sitting in your account. And so we've just turned everything over to the FBI. And uh, but that was something else that got in the way of doing business this week. So I have no idea why I was targeted, but it was just another time waster. 
A big time waster. Big time waster. Big time well, waster. I'm glad you didn't fall for it. No, 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 no. I, I would not fall for it. I feel so bad for Andrea. I mean, she was, I think she was doing everything except packing her bags already. She was so excited about going to Abu Dhabi. And, but I mean, when I say we check this thing out, the website, the people, I mean, the telephone, I mean, everything real, real well done. Real well done. In fact, uh, uh, the one thing I found is uh, if, if you want to do, uh, if you want to Google scam and TMZ, uh, one story will come up about some of the celebrities who bit and uh, and, and totally got scammed. So anyway, um, nice enough to know that I'm high profile enough that somebody's coming after me, right? There you go. There you go. Right. So let's dive into our topic: why great leaders work to make their employees wealthy. Okay, so sometimes the things I want to talk about in the podcast uh, come about as a result of a speech I'm working on, some research I have come across, uh, working on the new book, uh, reaching back into the annals of my previous books, uh, something that you've said to me. Uh, and and uh, a couple of days ago, something interesting happened to me. I, 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 I picked up a copy. Uh, so sitting in my study um, to the left of me uh, is just one copy of, uh, of all of my books. And I just, I, I, I happened to pick it up and I opened it up to a page accidentally. I, I wasn't even looking for anything. And uh, on page 179, I found uh, a heading titled Creating and Cascading Prosperity. And I thought, you know what? I need to read this section of the book. And uh, so I started reading and I went, wow. I don't think that Dale and I have ever talked about this at all. And so what I want to talk about is a company I wrote about um, in, in, in the book, The High Speed Company. It's, um, it, people know it as Granger. Uh, the actual name of the company is W.W. Granger. Uh, it's uh, almost 100 years old. Uh, they do about $11 billion a year. They're based outside of Chicago. Market capitalization, about $15 billion. Uh, they, they're in the distribution of maintenance, repair, and operating products, lighting, power tools, cleaning supplies, pumps, and plumbing, et cetera. And they've got about five or 600. I think they actually call them depots as opposed to stores. And I can promise you uh, that uh, wherever you're listening, uh, it, go to an industrial area in your town and you'll find them. And they keep regular operating hours as a retail store as well. They are consistently named one of the great companies to work for. Uh, they, they started out in e-commerce with an e-catalog back in 1996, and they are one of the 10th largest uh, e-commerce sites in the nation. Um, they've increased annual dividends for 45 consecutive years. And uh, when I was doing all the interviews uh, with them and spending time with them, their CEO was Jim Ryan. And after eight years as CEO, uh, he stepped down uh, a year ago, and he's now the chairman of DePaul University. He's a very service-minded uh, individual. Uh, he was with the company 37 years, his entire career, and he spent nine years at the helm. And uh, I will never, he, he, he is without any question, um, one, one of the most hardworking, dedicated, team playing people with the highest level of integrity uh, that I have ever met. If I was to put together a list of my five favorite CEOs, he would definitely be one of them. And I distinctly recall the conversation, which I write about in the book, where he talked. So I discovered at the company 
I was in a walkthrough at the company. I was there to give a speech, which is how I first accidentally encountered the company. And uh, I was walking with their head of strategy by the cafeteria. And I said, uh, I said, now, what would somebody uh, who works in the cafeteria uh, make here in suburban Chicago? And I remember she told me, she said, I don't know. The woman you're looking at has got a lot of years of service. She might be making forty or $45,000, but I mean, she'll leave with more than a million. And I said, what do you mean she'll leave with more than a million? She said, you know, uh, judging if, if, if she has been here 20, 25 or 30 years, she's going to leave with a million dollars or more. I mean, because we really take care of our people well. And so that's how the subject came up when I was talking with Jim. Uh, and, and he said, look, we set out to make our employees wealthy. And uh, I, I said, well, w- that's unlike most companies. Most companies we know set out to make the shareholders wealthy, set out to make the senior leadership wealthy, set out to make the CEO wealthy. Most companies uh, do not do a very good job of acting in the interests of making all of their employees well off and prosperous. They, that's, uh, you know, that's just not high on the list at most companies. And so I I got into a spirited discussion with Jim Ryan and he said, look, he said, when you set out to make your employees prosperous, he said, six benefits accrue to you that other companies don't get. And I said, well, what are they? And they're in the book, but I'm going to list them now. He said, first of all, when you pay people well, and people see that their retirement account and their, uh, their, their, their stock ownership in the company is growing and growing and growing and growing. And he said, and they come to the realization that they are going to have a wonderful future because of their time here. He said, number one, it leads to lower turnover. And he said, how much is it worth to have lower turnover and keep all the institutional knowledge that all of these people have? So when you set out to make your people prosperous, you've got lower turnover. He said, the second thing that happens is our engagement scores here are off the charts because people know they're not only working for the company, they're working for themselves and they're working for their better tomorrows than today's. And he said, if you, if you set out to make your people prosperous, you will have higher engagement. He said, number three, he said, recruiting is very easy for us. Everybody, when, when people hear about how we take care of our people and the incomes that our people can make and how much they can retire with. He said, everybody wants to work here. So successful. So our recruiting efforts are much more successful than other companies. And I will tell you that in every conversation I have in preparation for giving a speech, I mean, all I hear about is the challenges that people have. I mean, finding, recruiting, and keeping people. I, I hear about this in probably a dozen conversations every week. So if you set out to make your people prosperous, you have more successful recruiting. But I love the next one he mentioned. He said, Jason, the big benefit that we get is that we have more durable customer relationships and a greater share of people's discretionary time. They want to be here. They want to be plugged in. They want to be involved. And it shows. And we have very, very sticky and durable customer relationships because of our people. The people that our customers are dealing with are not changing all the time. And then he said, the next one will surprise you. He said, uh, everyone who works here is an ambassador for Granger. And he said, how, how neat 
is that, to have everyone who works for you to be an ambassador for your company? And he said, as a result of those things, you get better operating results. But, and there is a but. There is this, um, I've invoked this a couple of times um, on on those 210 podcasts, the uh, ancient Chinese proverb that was shared with me uh, by the chairman of the Pan Pacific Hotels uh, sitting in his hotel in one of his hotels in Singapore one night in the lounge having a delightful conversation. And he shared the proverb, the ancient Chinese proverb, man sit on stool with open mouth, long time waiting for duck to fly in. So there is a big but, and the big but is this. Organizations that set out to make their people prosperous are also high-demand organizations. You can't sidle up to a company and say, well, you know, I'm just kind of looking for a job. Any job will do, and, you know, do you have anything for me? Uh, those are not the type of people. Those, those people would get weeded out at Granger quicker than you can salute the flag. So these organizations, they give a lot, but they have high expectations that you be present, that you be involved, that you be committed, that you be on their side, that you exceed the expectations of everybody. And I I, I know in the case of uh, another high demand organization, uh, uh, O'Reilly Auto Parts, um, another incredible company that have, that have raised their dividends ever since they went public. Uh, it's a remarkable company. Uh, however, uh, there was a story in the Wall Street Journal a couple of years ago about how um, they suspected that somebody uh, in a su- Southern California O'Reilly store had uh, stolen a candy bar uh, out of a candy bar machine. And they sent a team out from Springfield and they spent several hours grilling this guy, a store manager or assistant store manager, who had first uh, uh, said he hadn't stolen the candy bar. And eventually, after several hours of questioning, said, well, I mean, he had taken the candy bar, but he'd pay for it. And I mean, he was escorted out. I mean, uh, high demand organizations have rules. They demand 100% integrity. So um, so anyway, so so the companies are giving, but they only give to deserving people. Does that make any sense to you? I was going to say excellence demands excellence. Right, right, right. It goes both ways. So, so you can't dial it in if you work at Granger. I mean, you can't show up and uh, show up waiting, anxiously waiting until you clock out. I mean, that's, that's not the way it works. It's a high demand organization. But in return, I mean, you are well taken care of. And so I think it's something to think about. So if you want to run down that list again for people, uh, the benefits that accrue when one of the objectives of leadership is to make people prosperous, uh, I think it'd be good for everybody to hear it one more time. Absolutely. If you're driving down the road and haven't written it, haven't had a chance to write it down, uh, six things. You lower your turnover. You have higher employee engagement. It's easier to recruit people. Number three, number four, you have a more durable customer relationship. I love that because, and this ties right in with engagement. Those engaged yep. employees yep. engage your customers. And so you've got a greater share of people's discretionary time. You have more active ambassadors. People are out talking about your company. If every one of your employees was out talking about what a great company you have, oh my gosh, you've got you to check out my company. Uh, what that does for you in the community, in your area, in the world. It's huge. And number six, you just have better operating results because of all of that. So 
it's yes. common sense. It makes sense, but you are so right. The idea that, you know, excellence demands excellence. You don't just walk into this. It's not, you're not entitled to right. wealth. And you then have what, to earn it. Yeah. And what any, and what every leader listening, uh, might be wondering about is, well, how do you do it? How do you go about doing it? My response to this is uh, one of the one of the seven labors of Hercules was to clean all the bullshit out of the barn. One of the labors was not to put it back in again or tell you what to put back in again. If you want to be an organization that is committed to moving prosperity down to all of your people, you have to ask the question, what is that worth to you? What is that worth to you? And I mean, how are you going to go about doing it? Oh, and I, I, I meant to read this, and uh, I'm sorry. I, I know you're trying to wrap things up. Um, but uh, here's what Jim Ryan said to me. He said, um, uh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me find, ooh, here we go. He said, we have a great responsibility to create opportunity, build for the long term, while delivering on the near-term commitments promised to our investors. Not always an easy balance to strike, he said, but regardless of what's going on in the economy, we will always find a way to invest in growth and create prosperity for our people. It's proven to be the right thing to do for our company. And so you've got to ask yourself, I mean, maybe the shareholders take a little bit less. Maybe you've got to increase your margins. You figure out how to fund it, but it's the obligation of every enlightened leader to make sure that everybody that works for them is prosperous. Sorry for jumping in and adding that. No, that's perfect. But I'm sure you've got one more thing you want to share with us. I had to go digging this week because it wasn't there on the tip of my tongue. And it took me a long time to come up with something. In the words of Sophocles, there are three things in the world that deserve no mercy. Hypocrisy, fraud, and tyranny. So to the scammers who tried to get me this week, (laughs) <laughs> no mercy no mercy no mercy, no mercy. so if god, you I love, have- god, god i love being with you i i, I this is this is one <laughs> this is the highlight of my week this week it's been a darn hard week of pushing stuff uphill it goes both ways and i'm glad oh. you have those first world problems wrap it up Okay. So if you have not done so already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Easy to do. Just go to your favorite podcast listening app and hit the subscribe button while you're there. If you would rate and review, that would be fantastic. Hopefully we've earned those five stars. Write a sentence or two about how you put this podcast into action to make you a better, more principled leader. And if you are interested in being Jason Jennings certified at the free, but costly event that's coming up in March of 2020. And I'll remind you, free to attend, but the costly side is there is a lot of preparation that goes into it. It's reading all of the books, listening to all of the podcasts, coming ready to be excellent. Excellence demands excellence. So uh, that's what we talk about when we say it's free, but costly. So Jason's email address, Jason at Jason-Jennings.com. Jason at Jason-Jennings.com. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website, jason Jennings. 
Game This is The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.